Welcome to the With Clarity and Purpose podcast with your host, Janet Borrego. Each week, I bring you an inspiring person or message to empower you to live life on your terms so you can be who you want to be, do what you are meant to do, and have the life you deserve to have. We will provide you with practical and cutting-edge approaches to continue getting clarity and direction on your path, mastering your mindset, and gaining confidence to tap into your inner wisdom so you can live on purpose. So, Lindsay, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. I so appreciate you, everyone. Lindsay is a brand strategist, and she's the one that helped me build my brand, which I use every single day. So I'm super appreciative. Oh, thank you for trusting me with your brand, baby. Yeah. I know that is like, it's such a big deal to take the leap into entrepreneurship and then to say, okay, here is my vision for my business. Please help me bring it to life. I know that is a very vulnerable, you know, task. So I just I thank that. you for trusting me with it. Thank you. And I love that you brought that up because a lot of the questions today and a lot of the experience I want you to share in your story is about entrepreneurship. So awesome. can't wait. Okay, yeah. so let's get to it. The first awesome. thing, tell me more about yourself. Tell me, were you born here? Tell me your background. What yeah. yeah, absolutely. So I am from Houston, I'm born and raised. Technically, I was born in Houston, but grew up mostly in the Missouri City, Sugarland area, and then went to college at Texas Tech and I studied communication design, which is just a fancy word for graphic design cool. and photography as well. So I've got, I guess, a multi-creative, you know, background. And then I came back to Houston after college and have been here ever since. So, I love that. And yeah. I see that even what you studied is very aligned with what you do today. Oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's so funny. There's a lot of people who like, you know, will study business and then go into something completely different uh, or study, you know, history and they're a lawyer, which I guess part of that makes sense. But yeah, yeah. I knew very early on that I wanted to be in a creative field and graphic design, I think really spoke to me. And so I pursued that as steadily as I could. And I still am doing graphic design today. So I, love I know that's not the case for a lot of, you know, a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, um, I study engineering and now I'm doing coaching. So right. Totally. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sometimes life takes us down a winding path, you know? I love it. Yeah. So you said from earlier on in your life, you knew you wanted to do something creative. Yes. How, how did you know? How did you get that clarity? Oh my goodness. So <laughs> many different things. <laughs> oh man. Well, I feel like I had always had creativity in like in my life. My mom is an interior designer I and you know, we're always encouraged and inspired to like rearrange our rooms and paint and be messy. And I hoarded magazines um, because I was really drawn to ad layouts, which is like weird nerdy stuff that you don't <laughs> think like a middle schooler likes the layout of a magazine. Yeah. You know, of course we love it for the quizzes, right? But yeah. you know, for like 17 magazine or whatever, but I just loved the typography and, you know, color theory. And I don't know, I was just always drawn to something visual. I was also in the marching band in high school. So I just uh -huh. loved anything that had a creative 
creative outlet and interior design was I think kind of a hobby passion of mine uh-huh. because I could see that that was really my mom's gift yeah I felt like I had a different skill set but I felt that creative energy from her and it was always really you know spurred on in our household my dad likes to say that I got my creativity from him but he's a lawyer <laughs> and he's like you didn't get it from your mom the You're designer like, creative <laughs> He's like, I gifted that to you, (laughs) you know? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I think it took me a while to understand what graphic design was. Uh And it still can be a whole host of different mediums from logo design, which is what I do, to editorial layouts or um, even product design for, you know, a a big brand, you know, or presentation design or a whole host of different things. But I just knew that I needed to do something with a creative visual medium and it found me pretty early on. So now, so tell me more about it. So you went to school, you studied that. What happened after that with your career? Oh my gosh. So many twists and turns. (laughs) I will say, okay. So I will say that it took me until I was in the middle of my freshman year. So this was like fall semester. I just got into college. I started out as a a photography major Uh because I didn't quite understand the difference between advertising, marketing, and graphic design. And the communication school at Texas Tech Uh had advertising, marketing, photography, journalism. And I guess that's where I thought I needed to be was in the like advertising photography photography realm because it was that's what I thought was the visual medium of graphic design I was very wrong about that they were very yeah they're interconnected but the actual graphic design portion which is more of the like visual arts Uh versus the strategy side which is funny Mm -hmm. now because I love strategy but the root of visual design was actually in the school of art Wow. So I started as a photography major, told myself I'm never going to photograph weddings. I ended up photographing like 50 to 60 weddings in my life. You know, you just kind of say the things that you're like, never going to do that. And then I knew the one. <laughs> that is ultimately what ends up happening. Yeah. It was wonderful. I love all my wedding clients, but I decided after my you know first semester, I was like, you know, this is wonderful. And I think I do want to really study photography, but it's not what I'm 100% passionate about. I really want to learn how to design logos and how to create with type and learn with, you know, learn about color. And so I went to my advisor and said, okay, this is really what I want to do with my life. And I think it it took me that moment of being in the wrong major Mm -hmm. for me to have that sense of clarity. Like, okay, this is not what my purpose is. And it's, it was a really great learning curve for me. I really yeah. love photography as a medium and I still photograph for my clients all the time, yeah. like brand photos, you know, things that we could use for their graphic design pieces that we work on. But my heart was really in design. I just didn't know that it wasn't advertising or it wasn't marketing in the educational sense. So I went to my advisor and they were like, you need to go to the other school, like the, the school of art. It's on the other side of campus. You need to, to like shift your degree over there. Mm-hmm. And the graphic design program was a four-year program where you have to actually get accepted into the school of graphic design wow, before you can continue on. So I basically took this risk and I said, okay, sophomore year, I'm going to take all the classes that I need to apply to get into this program. And then it was my, let's see, Spring semester, sophomore year, so I'd already been in school for four uh-huh. semesters, wow. was when I took this, you know, this big risk to hopefully interview and apply or interview and be accepted into this program. 
and they only accepted half of the students. So 60 applied, 30 got in. Wow. We've already gotten you, of, you know, three semesters of college. Why are you changing your major? What is it that you're doing? And of course they're very supportive, but they just didn't quite understand why I was taking this like unnecessary risk. And in that situation that you feel that you're aligned with what you want, and then there may be other people around you saying, what are you doing, Lindsay? Yes. What strengthened your decision to continue pursuing what you wanted? Oh my gosh. I knew in my, like (laughs) my gut and my soul that this is what I needed to to pursue. And you know, I, I, of course everyone around me was supportive, but they were, didn't really understand what graphic design was. I think with photography, you could, you can take a picture and you can either print it out or show it to someone on a screen and they're like, Oh, okay. I see that you, you took this photo. It's more concrete. Yeah, it is. It's, it's a very, you know, cause and effect medium. I took this picture. Here's the photo, but with graphic design, a lot of it is very conceptual. Mm. So I'm sketching, but that sketch is not the ultimate design. I'm sketching and I'm thinking about the concept. I'm learning how to take, you know, a communication strategy, like goals for your business, and then transform that into visuals that communicate those goals for your business. But it's really kind of hard to understand until you see that, you know, end result, which could take weeks or months. (laughs) So my mom's like, why are we paying for another year of school? What are we doing? (laughs) But I just had this gut feeling like, okay, this is where I'm supposed to be. And I saw the work that the graphic design students were producing and the jobs that they were getting. And I said, yes, that is, that is what I want to do. That's beautiful. Yeah. And one of the things that I love is that you were not scared to experiment and take action because yeah. often we believe that clarity is this thing that comes to us and right. now we know our whole journey, right. but it's not until I wish take- that was the case. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it's not until you go here and right. maybe you realize it's not the way and then you go another way and then you experiment. Right. So you, by trial and error, you get to where you want to be. Absolutely. That. Is that what I, you experience? Yes, absolutely. And I do feel like, I mean, now I'm, you know, probably 15 years removed from that decision, yeah. which feels weird to say, but <laughs> I, I am about 15 years removed and it feels I feel like it's almost more difficult to take those risks as you get older because there's more financial responsibility that you have or other, you know, very close relationships in your life that you're like, okay, well, I've been in this job for 10 years or I've, I've known this way of living or this career for so long. Now I'm kind of afraid to take those risks where I feel like in college, the world felt really wide and open Uh for me. And so, I mean, just that's something that I would really love to continue to like tap into is like my, you know, 20 year old self or my 19 year old self is like, okay, take those risks. Like it paid off for you, especially if you know that in your gut, like this is what you're meant to do. And if even if you don't know that's what you're meant to do, but you have this kind of inkling, like, okay, I want to explore podcasting. I want to explore the side hustle. I want to explore taking every Friday off, whatever it is that you think is going to make you happy. Just try it. I'm telling this for myself so that I could watch this back (laughs) later and just say, okay, Lindsay, you're telling yourself what you need to do. Yes. You know, sometimes it's hard when you've got more like roots in the ground you're like, okay, I've been in this environment for a while. This feels steady. Yeah. And 
but I'm still not quite certain yeah. about what that next move is. So, I mean, it, it is normal, you know, like you said, it can be scary as you get more comfortable and you stabilize yourself right. in a place. I mean, as you know, after eight years of a corporate career, I took a decision to start as a full-time coach and yeah. it was scary. It was very scary. In every sense, like what people might think on the financial sense. And at the same time, we do have one life, right? right? So what are we going to do with this life? Exactly. And I yeah. love that even if you're afraid, you're trying to bring up your 90-year-old mindset into right. now and see what is there yeah. out there for me. You know, right. The next step. Exactly. I love that. Exactly. That so cool. I just, I am so proud of anyone who's able to like take a little bit of a leap. It doesn't yeah. have to be jumping off the cliff exactly. into the deep end. It could just be putting your feet in the kiddie pool. I love And say, okay, what, is this, what does this look like if I just do this for an hour a week mm-hmm. or 30 30 minutes a day, you know, and just bring in some of those things that really speak to you. Yeah. You know, and I can't experiment. I mean, you can always jump off the cliff, you know, but, <laughs> but like you said, you were in, you know, this career for eight years and you have been doing this, you know, coaching yeah, on the side career, for yeah. a while yeah, yeah. and you're building up your confidence and you're like, okay, this is really what's bringing me joy. Awesome. How can I bring that more into my life? And you're like, okay, maybe, maybe you were at a, a turning point where you're like, okay, I need to make this my full-time gig for at least six months to a year to see what it, the payoff would be. I you love know? it. I love that you said that. Yeah. Lindsay, after graduating, because right now you're an entrepreneur and yes. you run your own Lindsay Creative yes, I do. brand <laughs> and firm and everything. Right. Were you always an entrepreneur after graduating from school or is that something that you evolved into being? Oh, yes and yes. <laughs> you're like, I know. Always <laughs> I know. I know. I definitely have taken some, you know, some full-time entrepreneurship time and then also side hustling while working for somebody else and also sometimes just working for somebody else. Um, so short end of the long, very long story is right when I graduated, it was the height of the like 2008, 2009 recession, the housing market crash, like all of it. So getting a job in that market was pretty abysmal. And I'm sure most other millennials out there um, would be able to tell you the same thing. So of course, I don't feel like I had the confidence right out of school to just say, okay, I know everything that I need to know about starting my own business. So I was photographing weddings for friends as, you know, people were getting married out of college. And that was really something that I was having fun with. But I knew like, like I told you before, I didn't want to photograph weddings all the time. So I did that to, you know, just kind of keep my skills sharp course, have a really good fun memory with my friends, but that wasn't really my core passion. So right after school, I ended up working for um, another small company. It was a like a fine art company that um, needed an in-house graphic designer. So mm-hmm. I worked there and really the company was run by an entrepreneur. There were maybe seven employees at wow. any given time. And I felt like I learned a lot, you know, just by being right next to someone who was building his dream company. And I will say that I'm very fortunate that both of my parents are entrepreneurs. Uh, my dad is a lawyer and my mom is an <laughs> 
interior designer and they've both been doing their own thing for longer than I've been alive. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah, yeah. So I felt like I also grew up in an environment where entrepreneurship was for me the norm, mm-hmm. um, where I know that is not necessarily the norm for the majority of people. Yeah. So I'd always, I think, had this entrepreneurial spirit within me because I could see my, you know, my two main influences in my life um, had been doing this for, you know, for their whole career. So that had always been in the back of my mind. Well, yeah. more like the forefront of my mind. <laughs> <laughs> You've grown up, but, you know, yeah. I'm like, okay, one day, whatever this business is, I think I actually started out with like Lindsay photography. And oh then my I was God. like, no, 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 we're not going to do that. So then I changed it to Lindsay design. I'm like, that's that's great, yeah. but it's still a little limiting. Yeah. So then I changed it to Lindsay Creative because Ooh. if I wanted to go into anything else, I could yeah. under the yeah. creative umbrella. And I've been yeah. Lindsay Creative ever since. But I, I feel like I had always done a few things on the side while I was working for other, you know, other people. There came a moment when I was working at that fine art studio that I felt like, okay, maybe I'm ready to like spread my wings and fly off the cliff. And so I did. How did you know that moment? What was for you like the thing that's it? Now it's well I moment. feel like there a lot of times you're almost pushed into a corner. Yeah. With maybe the environment at work is not ideal. Yeah. You're working yeah. too much and you're underpaid or yeah. you're undervalued. And you're like, you know, this is not a sustainable job for me. I feel like I could, you know, take the time and energy that I'm putting into someone else's career or someone else's, you know, business and put that into my own. And that's what happened in this particular instance. Actually, it's what happened. And when I, when I quit both my jobs, <laughs> I realized yeah. actually it was, it happened here yeah. at the fine art studio. And then a couple of years later, I'd actually applied and uh, worked for a graphic design agency here in Houston, worked there for a little over three years, moved into a leadership position. And at that point we had lost one of our biggest clients and the environment at work had kind of shifted. And I realized, you know what, I think it's time to take that risk again and um, do my own thing. So I feel like gravitated towards working for somebody when I felt like I didn't have all the skill sets that, or the clarity that I needed to support myself. God. So when I was first out of school, I was like, you know, I don't think I'm quite ready to like do this whole thing myself. I had no idea about how to do any accounting or take payments or invoice clients. Yeah, that I mean, was just so everything. foreign, right? I had learned all of my skill set for like the tangible tools that I needed. I learned how to, you know, design, but I didn't learn how to run a business. Yeah. So yeah. I felt like I needed to work for someone who was running a business so that I could at least absorb a lot of that, you know, how to run a client meeting, how to write proposals and just kind of absorb the things that, you know, I probably could have learned if I had studied in business, but Mm -hmm. I really, you know, didn't have any of that experience. And then of course that I feel like there was always a a pressure point. Like, Hey, there's something in my gut that's telling me this is no longer the right job for me. And I had saved up enough money to make like, okay, this is a financially less risky decision. We're not like totally going broke here, you know, Um, but I saved up enough, you know, to quit that first job and just tried to make it on my own. And I was taking on every single project that I could wedding photography, baby photography, uh, designing invitations for people's events, designing logos and books and posters and t-shirts. I'm like, like, Lindsay creative does everything. (laughs) Wow. That is so interesting. So you have had instances where you have worked with someone and a couple of times that you have worked for yourself. Like now, Yes. what would you say? 
they have been a big differences for you uh-huh. and why at the end and of course this is not the end you can change your mind in the future right. but why is being an entrepreneur the best decision for you Ooh. the existing one yeah yeah that is that's a hard question but I feel like a very a very thoughtful one so I I feel like I have a lot more control over the work that I'm able to produce and the life that I want to live, which is also really hard because I can often get into this trap of, okay, well, you're a business, not necessarily an entrepreneur and businesses work nine to five. So then I kind of put myself in this like unrealistic box of, okay, you have to be on call for your clients nine to five. Well, that's not true. You're a business. (laughs) owner and you have made this life choice to run your business and your life, but in a way that suits you and your clients, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so there's, there's always kind of that, like, I don't know. It's like when you are in corporate, you want to quit your job and work for yourself. And when you work for yourself and it gets really hard, you're like, <laughs> yeah, can I just yeah. go get a job somewhere? I know. <laughs> right? know? And it's funny because like I experience, like I feel now having a business, there mm-hmm. is no there is not like a schedule for me. Like right. I end up working Saturday, Sunday from 6 to 8 p.m. Yeah. And I do have flexibility, right? Right, so right. If I want to walk or run or go to a store or whatever, exactly. like I own my time. Exactly. So it's, it's definitely an art on how to balance everything yes. out when you're the one running right. the show. Kind right, of right. I feel like it's a test in willpower, yes. you know? Oh, and, yes. <laughs> and not only to like, um, mm-hmm. to make your time, you know, your own, but also to protect your time, Yes, you know? And so, you know, to be able to set those boundaries, you know, with your clients and with yourself, like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm not going to work on the weekends or oh maybe this weekend yes. I have to hustle because I'm about to go on vacation. You know, you have that flexibility. And I feel like with being an entrepreneur, there's so much risk that's on your shoulders that the first couple of years can feel really hard yeah. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. you're trying to, you know, get your clients, you know, you're trying to attract clients first, mm-hmm. figure out your process. Yeah. And there, I feel like I've heard this from a lot of entrepreneurs, especially in the creative space, but that's where I live. Um, <laughs> it's just with, you know, other designers and creatives, but I feel like in year three, of owning my business. And this was when I was doing this like full time. And I've actually been like on my own full time since 2015 um, at this point. So I've like had little pit stops, you know, I like had a pit stop in see like 2011. And then in 2008, I did a little bit of Lindsay creative or Lindsay photography, whatever the business was called at that point. But you know, it's, it's actually been six years, like since I quit my last job. So what was I heading with this? Oh, in the first one to two years, everything feels hard. I feel like you're trying to understand how to do your own accounting and, and just get your, yeah, you. get your processes in place yeah. and your marketing and you're literally learning it all on the fly oftentimes. Mm-hmm. That's what Even it feels if, like. Yes. Yeah. But in year three, I feel like something, something clicks. And you can start to take those weekends off and and that may not be the case, but I feel like I've heard it from a lot of people and I reached that year three in 2018 and I was like, okay, like this feels really good. I love that. My process is good. My clients are referring me to other clients Uh and things just started to kind of build in this engine. And that's when you don't necessarily have to, you know, feast or famine anymore. And there's a little bit of like, okay, I can have a reprieve. I can start to, you know, take a little 
little bit more time for myself. It's funny because a lot of people are like, oh yeah, I want to work for myself. I'm not going to work nearly as much as I would at my corporate job. And you end up working 80 hours a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> and that's a, that's a key point because a lot of times we have goals, right? Uh -huh. And we don't think of the sacrifice that that will entail. And all my right. clients, whenever they finalize their goals, I always ask them, what are you willing to sacrifice in yeah. order to accomplish this? Because it will make it easier when you have that in mind. Right. So for you, what did you sacrifice when you took, you know, like that decision to be yeah. an entrepreneur? Oh my God. My sanity. <laughs> I love it. No, very seriously though. I feel like it was very emotionally hard. Yeah. Um, it was a very emotionally taxing. My husband, he was my boyfriend at the time was incredibly supportive of oh, me wanting important. to, wanting me to, you know, quit my job. And I had to lean on him for a lot of this, you know, emotional and financial support yeah. Yeah. because there were again, some circumstances as to why I quit that, you know, design job. And it wasn't necessarily like I had, you know, built out this like financial runway. It was like, no, we've got, we got to do something about this toxic <laughs> work environment. Right. 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 <laughs> so, okay. Will you re remind me of your question? I feel like I just went off on a tangent. Girl, I am looking at you anymore that I don't remember anymore. So what are the things that you sacrificed? Oh, what I sacrificed. Okay. <laughs> yes. My sanity and financial security. I yeah, feel like, you know, I had, I had had this, you know, 401k and health benefits and, you know, all of the things that come with a salary yeah. job. And I felt very secure in, in that financially and just knowing that, okay, I would always be at work from nine to five, whatever it is, this, like my routine was pretty consistent. And when you quit and go into something that is completely risky, you do sacrifice a lot of that routine and a lot of those like creature comforts, mm -hmm. um, yeah. because you're out there putting yourself, you know, out here for hire essentially, yeah, over and over. you know? That's so yeah, I feel like my, my routine shifted a lot and I had to sacrifice a lot of my, you know, time and even time building relationships with my friends and family. You know, mm -hmm. I yeah. did really try my hardest to continue to be social and it's hard because I'm an introvert as well. So, <laughs> no, you don't. Yes. You're just perfect. <laughs> so, you know, being like putting on my sales hat and like trying to pitch myself to clients really drained my energy and of course, but as an entrepreneur, you have to be the one to put yourself out there. So I feel like I almost like tried to cocoon myself, you know, because after trying to get the website up and running and figure out my pricing and all of these different elements and pitching myself, I'm like, I'm exhausted, you know? So I didn't necessarily want to go out and like have drinks with friends or be as social. So that I think was, was challenging as well. Um, just sacrificing not only like a solid steady paycheck, but your social life a little bit as you're building up your, you know, your business. No, and I feel like that sense. has actually, it always will come back um, as long as you make time and effort for that. That is true. You I know? always tell people it's not, it's not it's, a matter of when it's a matter. No, it's not a matter of if it's going to happen. Yes. It's a matter of when, as long as you're yes. putting the effort and you're walking the path, 
right? It's going to happen. Yeah, because the first couple of years, I feel yeah. like our hustle, um, just in order for you to get this business up and yeah. running, Thanks. and you're learning. <laughs> we're learning how to make a video I, today. I know, you know, total. You're just learning a lot of things on the fly that a lot of your peers are probably not having to spend their time doing, right? But you'll learn those new skill sets, and you'll feel more confident and comfortable in those things. You'll have more clarity in what you're doing, and then things will you know, start to kind of slowly go back into your routine, whatever that is. And I agree, like whatever you make time for will always be there. Yeah. So I feel like there is such a, like an expectation of hustle culture. And I'm not going to lie. I'm worn out. I'm worn out. Well, I from take just... my breaks during the day. Right. I learned that. Yeah. Yeah. But because I, yeah, you I, have to take yeah. care of yourself and pour into yourself before you can pour into your clients or customers totally. too, you know? I so mean, it doesn't have to yeah. be hustle, hustle, hustle every single day of the week. You can take time off as yes. an entrepreneur. And yes. that is really it's hard. So important. It's really hard because you're like, okay, I'm trading my time for dollars. So if I'm not using my time for being productive, then I'm not making money. Right. And that can be really challenging, especially yeah. in those first couple of years. Cause you're like, this is how I need to make a living. So if I'm not working, you almost start to feel guilty. At least I did. I started yes. to feel guilty yes. for yes. not being productive. Then I was burning myself out and I experienced a massive burnout in 2018 <laughs> and it was really hard. Big lesson. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I know you and I bonded over that, you know, just being able to take care of yourself, I think is something you shouldn't sacrifice along the way. I love that. You know, I mean, one of the things that I've found mm -hmm. while walking these two months that yes. I've had a full-time entrepreneurship is that there is a lot of faith involved in the process. Right. Faith that the work you put on that you'll get back in yes. terms of like, you know, finances or energy of clients. Right. How in those moments that were challenging for you in your path, uh -huh. where maybe you were losing a little bit of your faith, how did you keep yourself going? Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, finding clients like you. <laughs> yeah, so, so um, it's really funny that you asked that because my, I learned a technique. It's not really a technique, but like this, this system from my mother-in-law. So oh my she God. has a, when she worked, she had this smile folder uh -huh. and anytime oh, she got, sweet. so anytime she got a positive email from a client or someone who was really happy with the work that she had done, she saved it in this smile folder, essentially like an affirmation bucket. That and I am so queen cool. of words of affirmation. That is my jam. So, you know, there's often times where I would feel incredibly drained yeah. or like you said, I would be losing faith. Like oh, no one needs me. No one, you know, <laughs> no one is having success with the work that I'm doing, or I'm a terrible logo designer, whatever it is. Right. Yes. Um, or I would compare myself and still do to this day to other entrepreneurs we all do on well. the internet. Right. Like and we all do. yes. And so you can start to, and constantly compare yourself to others and think, okay, I'm not doing enough. I don't have the secret to, you know, whatever it is, your goal is, yeah. I'm not hustling enough. Yeah. I'm not enough, whatever yes. that is. Whatever you know. So then you start yeah. to, to doubt yourself and think like, okay, am I even good enough to do this anymore? Do people even need what it is that I'm serving? Mm -hmm. You know? Um, and then you 
I mean, this has always been really helpful for me. I look back in that smile folder of all these emails and I've saved I one from you, you know, idea. I've saved one from all of my clients that send me like, thank you so much for helping me, you know, put myself out there, whatever it is. And then you just start to remind yourself like, okay, what you're doing matters. Yeah. And I don't know, it just kind of fills up that faith bucket a little bit more like, okay, this is still worth the risk. I, I don't need to go get that. a second job or, you know, whatever it is. And I mean, that's for me, that's the words of affirmation that I feel like I need whenever I kind of lose that steam. I'm like, I'm really down on myself. But sometimes you just have to like put yourself in like a, like we did before, just ground yourself and think back through all of the times that it did work out. Mm -hmm. And it's funny that you mentioned that also because I have experienced days that because I had a super busy day, right. I'm just like drain at night yes. and I start getting even irritated or I start distorting the reality in my mind because oh, I'm just sure. so tired yes. from the whole day yeah. and I'm like I don't know what I'm doing and this and that uh -huh. and I've just found that just hey going to bed early like yes. at 8 I mean I go to bed but going to bed early yeah. and one of the things that I do is try not to interact more uh -huh. <laughs> with, much with people whenever yeah. I hit that that feeling yes. that I'm like okay I don't have energy for anything else right going to bed and the next day I wake up like yeah like happy it's amazing what happens when you take care of yourself <laughs> yeah no, that's me and yeah. I've learned that more and more because even when I'm in that mental state and right. interact with someone I mean I'm irritated already. I don't have more energy to do. No. My thing is like, I gotta go to, when I am noticing that behavior in yes. myself, I'm like, gotta go to bed. Yes. Rest. Yes. <laughs> so I, I am relaxed. so impressed that you have already learned that about yourself <laughs> two months in because <laughs> I, I feel like it could be, you know, it could be really hard to, um, to be able to take care of yourself in yes. this season because yeah. there's always something you can learn, right? Like we just so talked about, much, you need to work yeah. on your website or whatever it is. Like there's always something on your plate. Yes. Actually, there's like always 30 things on your plate and being able to know, okay, I've reached my limit. I need to, you know, go take a bubble bath or, you know, eat some chocolate cake or go take oh a, go on a run or, right, right. Yeah. Or whatever it is, you know, go to bed early and be able to just like decompress and approach the next day with a fresh set of eyes. Mm -hmm. Like your problem may not be solved, but you may have more faith in yourself that you can solve it once you sleep. Yeah, I mean, you know. it makes a huge difference. Sleep yes. is really, it's a biological need. Yes. Sleep. <laughs> exactly. Sleep and rest. Yes, I yeah. love it. So <laughs> one of the things you mentioned is finances. I feel yes. that's a topic that whenever you make a big transition, right. like the one I made or you have made, a lot of people have that in their mind to ask, but no one asks. It's uh -huh. like a taboo. Like, right. oh my God, don't ask anyone about money. Yeah, yeah. So you mentioned a, a couple of things on how you navigated finances right. what what was your mindset around finances when you started your journey yeah. and now that you have been in your journey for yeah. like years yeah literally. oh my gosh it is a roller coaster of emotions <laughs> yes. because you know I feel like when I first went out on my own the first couple of times yeah. like I'm paying off student loans I've got at this point I was not as financially responsible as I am now thank you to my husband who like we have a very good <laughs> I mean, financial relationship yeah. you know but prior to to our relationship like 
like I had credit card debt, you know, from being a broke college kid, you know, and things like that. And it was, I think that was part of why like jumping into entrepreneurship felt even more risky because I had this burden of, you know, things that I was accruing and had to pay for. And, um, I do feel like having a, a job or a couple of jobs in between my entrepreneurship career helped me get back on track with my finances and helped me save for retirement and like build up those things that would be a little bit more challenging to do if you're just jumping into entrepreneurship right out the gate, you know? So I've got, you know, some, some money set aside, which helped me feel more financially ready to jump into this risk of mm-hmm. hopefully my, you know, talents will get me paid, you know? Yeah, and now they, I mean, they do. So yeah, it's yeah, yeah. But there's definitely been seasons of, you know, wondering if I should get a part-time job because yeah, yeah. I'm like doubting myself and my abilities. And then you yeah. look at that smile folder and you're like, okay, and then check your I bank account. It. And you're like, okay, we have, you know, maybe two months of runway. And then you start to kind of see, okay, maybe in the next week or two, I really need to network and build mm-hmm. my relationships to be able to get some more clients in the door so yes. that I can do this for a little bit more yes. of a length of time. And then the more that you do that and put yourself out there, I feel like not necessarily this like woo woo, the money is a, you're attracting this yeah. money, but yeah, I do yeah. feel like, you know, money goes where your energy flows, yes. totally. you know? And at this point, I've been in, in this season of entrepreneurship for six years. And I know now that I need like a minimum of like $5,000 in savings so that I've got money to pay uncle Sam for tax time, you know, or whatever it is and just have a threshold of my operating income. I think knowing your numbers is incredibly important Mm -hmm. and knowing what is a good investment. So let's say you're paying $30 a month for your website hosting and you've got, you know, $5 a month for Gmail and you're paying an accountant or whatever it is. Like you've got all of these different, you know, uh, tools that you need to run your business, add all those up. And then that's at least your minimum operating budget. This is even before you pay yourself, right? So you have to think, okay, do I really need all these tools or can I scale back and maybe use a free tool um, to, you know, run my project management system or what have you. So kind of making those decisions based on what you know you can bring in per client or per month um, is a great way to start. Yeah. You can always add on or delete things you're not using. Um, You know, like for me, I'm currently paying like $20 a month for an email service and I haven't sent out emails since June of last year, but I'm like, maybe I will, maybe I will send out an email, you know? So, but I'm at a place where I can continue currently to take that $20 a month hit and it's not a big deal. But if you had asked me that five years ago, I'd be like, I'm never touching email marketing or whatever the, you yeah, know, yeah. just don't be, be smart with your money. I um, love that. And you don't have to jump into everything that everyone else is doing just because mm-hmm. you feel like you need it. So I'm probably actually going to delete my, my email, <laughs> what my, for you, my email newsletter, you know, not my Gmail. I still have my normal email, yeah, but yeah. I'm not, you know, it's not necessarily good use of resources. So you can, you know, run lean at some points and 
you know, you don't have to invest in everything that everyone is doing. That is um, so important. Yeah. I mean, I always tell people, and I learned this with all these journeys, uh -huh. keep it simple at yes. the beginning because you're doing everything like invoicing, website. Right. You don't have extra money to spare a lot of times, right? right? right. And one of the things that I did even before going into my entrepreneurship journey, yeah. uh, journey I reassessed literally all the subscriptions. Oh, yeah. The gym membership that I was paying, class pass. Uh -huh. So now I literally use my sweat app to work out. Like, That's amazing. Yes. I, and I see you posting that all I know, the time. I'm, like, I'm always posting uh -huh. because... I mean, right now, I would love to have a gym membership or go to right. classes. And I recognize, right, that right now is not the time. And you right. got to prioritize. That's one of the lessons that I've right. learned. Because in this path, you're always learning and reinventing yourself. Yes. Yeah. Which is the most important part. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that. that's a great point. You yeah. know, going through all of your personal finances yeah. and just saying, okay, what can I cut back on? What am I paying for that I'm not actually using? Yeah. Or what can I reprioritize? And, you know, maybe maybe set, set aside, set aside a number of, you know, money that you want to invest in your business. Say, yeah. okay, I'm going to invest $10,000. And that mm -hmm. for me is a comfortable amount. Um, you know, it will pay for X, Y, and Z, you know, for the first six months, for, for the first year. And that way you've got a number set aside for that, you know, business that you're going to pour into and you're not draining yourself personally yes. as well. Yes. You know, yes, yes. because I feel like it takes some time to get to the point where you can actually start paying yourself mm -hmm. as a business owner. Cause a lot of times the money that you bring in from the work that you do is going to reinvest back into your business yes, into upgrading your branding yeah. or, you know, getting that, you know, e-commerce website up and running or, you know, a marketing strategy, things that will help you bring in more clients. You know, you it. may have to sacrifice paying yourself for a while and I still don't pay myself very much. Yeah. You yeah, know, but like that. when a, when a big client comes in and I'm like, okay, I've got, you know, this amount of money set aside. Okay. I can give myself a thousand dollar bonus this month or what have you to kind of help pay for, you know, personal things. But I love it. I've been a, a, so sole proprietor. Uh, I don't have an LLC, so it's just, I don't think you know, yeah, 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 yeah. So it's just me. Um, at some point I may, you know, upgrade that to an LLC just for a little bit more, you know, protection. Yeah. Yeah. Protection. yeah. But I'm not doing a lot of work that would really require me to need like that liability. So I just schedule reoccurring payments to myself for my business checking into my personal checking, um, every single week. So at least I know that that money is coming in and I'm like not even thinking about it. Um, I do the same with my, uh, like any money that I need to pay for sales tax or my mm -hmm. income tax at the end of the yeah. year. So I have got everything, like all of my accounts are in the same bank. So I just transfer like a hundred dollars a week or whatever the amount yeah, needs yeah. to be from my business checking into my business savings. Gosh. And you do and have that, a business account. I do. Okay. I that's do. something, I mean, yes. right now I'm just running on personal. So that's something yeah. definitely interesting. It's something I would absolutely recommend okay. Okay. because cool. once you, once you go to, you know, like file your taxes yeah, and just, and just as it is, you know, yeah. to separate out your Netflix subscription from your website subscription and all of the meals that you may have for, you know, for work versus personal and just being able to see what your business is bringing in. Yes. Because so if everything is, is together, it's mm -hmm. really hard because everything kind of blurs the yes, lines. Yes, yes. So I highly recommend anybody going to, to get a, ASAP yes, go to get a <laughs> business checking and a business savings. So okay. for 
for me, my business savings is not my money. It's not, I'm not saving for the business necessarily. This is just for taxes. So I know that I need about five to $7,000 in taxes in savings at this point in my like income threshold. So I make sure to, you know, pull money out about 30% of any invoice that comes in. I pull that and I just put it into my business savings. I tell myself that is not my money. (laughs) So when I look at like my total income, I just subtract that you know, business savings account. And that's how much money I have in my, like, you know, total possession, but anything in that account, I'm like, no, it's, it's not mine. (laughs) Can't see it. Can't touch it. But that way I'm not overspending on something that is meant for state sales tax or income tax. Really smart. Because you can get yourself into a position, especially like as a first time entrepreneur, you're like, oh my gosh, I owe $700 or $3,000, you know, for the income that I brought into my business, but I don't have that money saved. Yeah. 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 You know, and take a, take a lesson from me. <laughs> I did <laughs> that my first year because I didn't understand that I needed to be setting aside 30%, you know, just to cover everything mm. on top of having to pay, you know, state sales tax here in Texas. So it's just really helpful to build in that cushion so that you know that you're safe when it comes to, you know, April of, of that following year. So I love it. Oh my God. So many good tips and insights and I'm selfishly yeah. here absorbing that information. I'm like, I need to do that. Yes. This has increased, but in a good sense. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) So now that you have been in this entrepreneurship journey for a couple of years, what was something that you were scared of before that you're not scared of anymore? Or maybe a perspective that has changed on you from what you believed before versus now. Yeah, yeah. I comes to mind. Yeah, yeah. I would say I feel like I finally know what my time is worth. Okay. Ooh, I like that. There, of course, the very first few years that I was in business, you were taking on every single job that comes your way if you need to, because you're learning how much to charge mm-hmm. or what you, what you want in an ideal client. You know, I've taken on projects in my early entrepreneurship days that I would never take on now because there were so many red flags. They, a client wouldn't want to sign my contract or they wouldn't want to put down a deposit or they wouldn't want to go through the process that I had set up as protection for both my client of and course. myself. Yes. But I needed the money. Right. So I'm like, yeah, I will, I I will gladly sacrifice or give you this giant discount and you're not respecting my time because I wasn't fully aware at that point of the value that I was providing for my so clients. Important. You know, yes. um, and that takes I time mean, and confidence. I'm learning, I'm learning that as I go. Yes. It takes time. Yeah. yeah. And it yeah. takes, I feel like it takes going through several different experiences with yeah. clients and winning and losing jobs or, you know, going through a breakup with the client, even (laughs) where you're like, okay, this is actually not a good relationship, you know, like there are too many red flags or I'm conceding too many things or too many parts of my process to give you what you feel like you need and having the the client kind of run the, the relationship. Whereas mm-hmm. instead of allowing you to be the guide of the relationship can also yes. be challenging, totally. but all of that, I feel like 
allows you to start to understand, okay, this is actually how I want to run my client project or my relationship. Mm -hmm. This is how I want to be seen as an expert. And that takes time and confidence to start to understand. And then you're able to start charging more and you're building the signature process because you've experimented essentially, you know, use the first couple of years to figure out what works, what doesn't work and just shift and change. Um, so I feel like I've gained a lot of confidence and clarity in knowing what I will and will not do. But I feel like a lot of that also comes with just, excuse me, maturity and, um, having more time and projects under your belt and just knowing, knowing what you want to do with your business. I love that. That is such, and you reminded me of something that one of my like teachers, spiritual teacher says, he's like, I don't want any clients. I want great clients. You know, like you don't want to get into everything, but you want the right people to partner up with you because it's a process. It's a journey. Right. Right. Exactly. So good. (laughs) I love it. So there are a lot of people out there. There are a lot of people out there that maybe they don't have the clarity we have right now, which yeah. as we said, I mean, it took me eight years to take yes. this decision. It has taken you yes. there going different ways to know exactly. what is the way for you. And we are exactly. still trying to figure oh, it yeah. out. I, I, may, I may shift my business in another five years. Exactly. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. So there are a lot of people that in their gut, they feel something, yeah. but maybe they don't have the clarity. And if they have the clarity, they are afraid of taking action. Totally understand Maybe that. they are fearful of success or fearful of failure. Right. What would you say to those people based on your experience? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Experiment. And, <laughs> I love and, that. and try, you know, I always think, especially, gosh, especially in times of COVID where, you know, there's so many people who are, you know, not making it past a certain age because of this, you know, virus. I just continue to think like, would I be regretting this decision or would I, yeah, would I have this regret if I was in my last moments, you know? And I know that sounds really grim, but I recently had a death in the family and yes. I just, oh it was, God. it was a very I'm unexpected. So yeah. Thank you. It was just an, a very unexpected, you know, death. And I continue to think like, I don't want to be in that position, regretting not taking that leap, mm-hmm. you know? And I know that that feels a little dark, um, but I just continue to think like, okay, what is your life's purpose? Maybe your exciting. life's purpose yeah. is to do something that right now it feels terrifying. Yes. You know, oh God. any change. Yeah. yeah. And I always yeah. think like, okay, what is the worst that could happen? Exactly. You get That's another right. job. Right? That's right. That's what right. is the worst that could happen? Someone tells you that you're taking too much of a risk. I feel like most of the people in your life that will tell you that they're nervous for you or that they're really scared. And oh my gosh, how could you be quitting your job? It's because they're projecting. They're mm-hmm. projecting their own fear. Totally. On to you. Yes. That doesn't mean that what you're doing is not a good idea or that what you're doing is not something that everyone else needs or a certain niche group of people needs from you. Maybe it's just because they, the people that love you want to protect you and they don't want you to feel pain from 
taking the unnecessary risk. Yeah, they don't know better. Right, in their right. Life experience. Yeah, it's not a risk that they would take. So they may not be as supportive because they wouldn't, they don't want to see you struggle, right? But that's not a reason that you shouldn't try. Listen at the yeah, <laughs> so important. But I, I feel like that. when it comes to clarity, you may not have clarity for a while mm -hmm. because I still second guess myself at least yeah. two or three times a week. It's, a journey, <laughs> you know? right? it's, it's like, so true. It's a process. It is so true. You know, I'm 34 and I've been on my own for six years at this point and then off and on prior to that. And I still am like, should I just work for somebody else? Yeah. You know, yeah. but that's just the fear setting in that you know, we are not good enough or there's this imposter syndrome. So for me, I try to not consume content from anyone that is making me feel less than. So I've actually taken a pretty significant Instagram so break good. in the last couple of months yes. in yes. Facebook because I was feeling myself second guessing everything that yeah. I was doing because I was not giving myself the space to have my own clarity mm -hmm. because a lot of what you see on, on, you know, social media is people telling you that you have to hustle more or buy this course or unlock you this secret. Followers. Yes, <laughs> exactly. And while those things are great, and some of those courses may be incredibly helpful. I mean, I've also invested in courses, Yeah. but there comes a point where I feel like you need to just dive in, take the risk. And like we talked about earlier, maybe that's 30 minutes a day. Maybe it's okay. I really want yeah. to, to pursue art. So start an Etsy shop, you know, carve out time an hour or two a week or, you know, 10 hours a week. If you have the flexibility, try to make those sacrifices. Maybe you're not watching as that. much Netflix or yes. maybe while you're watching Netflix, you're also knitting or whatever it is that yeah. you're passionate about and start to carve out that time for the life that you want. It's so important because I think technology has allowed us to become entrepreneurs from one second to the other. Oh my also. gosh. Yes. We can monetize on many, we can be creative, right? Yes. And resourceful. Right. And I I think like you said you can be in your corporate job and doing like a side hustle it yeah. doesn't have to be all in but experiment right. I right. just love that word yeah experiment. yeah absolutely thank you so much absolutely. this has been so full of knowledge and information oh, like good. just energized and ready to keep going You're the I best. love that <laughs> so experiment yes um Anything else in terms of purpose, of clarity, yeah. anything else you want to tell the viewers as we conclude yeah. this interview? So, I mean, just thinking about having clarity, that will take time. Yeah. But I feel like you know what your purpose is. Yes, right? You know? I always said that. And, you always and know. Maybe you have this incredible purpose in the role that you have in corporate or yeah. as as a parent. Yeah. Um, but you can also have multiple purposes. Like yeah. you can serve this I particular, you know, you know, role in your life and you can also carve out time for something for you. And I think that if there's anything that is just gnawing at you and you're constantly thinking about, mm -hmm. like for some reason, I, <laughs> I go to bed every night thinking 
thinking that I'm going to run the next day. Have I run the next day? No, <laughs> but I feel like I'm constantly thinking I it lay my head on the pillow on. and I'm like, you know what? I really think I should run. And I think for me, that is not necessarily a purpose calling me because yeah. I'm not a runner, but I think it's my mind and my body telling me that I need to invest more energy back into myself. Yeah. If you're constantly having something come up, like, Oh my gosh, I really wish that I could learn how to take better photos or really feel passionate about helping people get to that next level in their career or enter anything, whatever it is that you want to do underwater basket weaving, literally anything. If you are passionate about it, you will find other people who are also passionate about it and will either hire you or pay you or buy your things. And I think it's worth investing in, investing back into yourself. I love that. And I think that voice, that inner voice that you were mentioning, right? The more we ignore it, sometimes the, the louder it gets. Oh my gosh, yes. So, right, uh-huh. like you said, following your gut, experimenting, yes. that, that's a key thing. And always think about what's the worst everything. that can happen. Yeah, totally. So like, okay, if the worst that could happen is that you start this Etsy shop and no one buys, that's okay. Yeah. yeah. Did you have fun trying to figure yes. it out? I hope so. You know, and also the feedback, right? There is no failure, only feedback. So yeah. No one is buying. What is that telling you? Can you try different ways, different yes. things to Absolutely. get people by? Absolutely. So it's experimentation yeah. process, like you said. Yeah. <laughs> and and your goal and purpose may shift. Yeah. Some. You know, yeah. like I said, I never wanted to photograph weddings. I ultimately photographed about sixty weddings. It's a lot. And, yeah. And love Over the course of like it. five years, I learned yeah. a lot from that. Um, you know, I learned how to um, work with clients and make them feel comfortable. And then I've translated that into my design process and make yeah. sure that I'm taking care of my clients along the way. So everything that you do through this experimentation process will go on to serve you in some way. Maybe it's not a direct correlation. Like, okay, I'm now this amazing world renowned wedding photographer. That may not be the case, right? <laughs> I'm definitely not. But, you know, I still have this great skill set and I've learned a lot of just, you know, interpersonal relationship, um, you know, tools through that process, being creative, like, photography is a creative outlet and I just translated that into the work that I do today. Um, and then in between there, I thought that I was going to, um, design wedding invitations. I even went to a bridal show and had my own booth at a bridal show just for wedding invitations. And it was great and beautiful, but I, it wasn't the final stop on my journey. And what I'm doing currently, which is branding for entrepreneurs, is what I have been doing for a number of years. And you know, and I, so thank you. Well. Thank you. And I love that, but yeah. maybe five to 10 years from now, maybe my journey takes another stop. You know, this may or may not be my final stop. This is currently what I'm like incredibly passionate about. Mm-hmm. And it's where I feel like I can do the most, most transformative work for my clients. But as my clients grow, my business ultimately shifts and grows as well, you know? Um, so I feel like don't ever be afraid to try to experiment, um, to continue investing in yourself because you're the only one that is going to make that a priority. I love it. Thank you so much for being here. And one last thing, please, would you share your info where you can find you on social media, your website, anything? Absolutely. Thank you. (laughs) She's the best client ever. (laughs) Um, so I am Lindsay creative on 
everything and it's l-y-n-s-e-y creative and you can find me on lindsaycreative.com uh, instagram facebook tiktok i have one video on tiktok so oh maybe by the time well. yeah maybe by the time this goes i'll have more than one you know but um but yeah i'm just just you know on on the gram so i love it thank you so much for being thank here being part of this project to continue empowering people to really create their reality oh, and, well thank you for making purpose. space for this so this is yeah this has been incredible i'm sure we'll talk soon oh yes so good <laughs> after we finish this interview yes <laughs> love it girl we did it yes you I crushed it i you too oh, thank I you like, <laughs> inside inside i'm like this is like now i have done so many things oh, oh that was wonderful it, oh my god everyone will good. be like it will, will benefit so much from it, like in oh, the course or, yeah. I mean, it's so important, my friend, that we're yes. sharing our story. Yeah. And we are sharing that, hey, without ourselves, right. we are not right. perfect. Yes. <laughs> so funny you say that. So I went to lunch with a couple of my friends yeah. yesterday. Both entrepreneurs had been in business about the same amount of time as me. Wow. And all three of us, my friend Brooke, she's a photographer and there's a girl who's now a, a business coach. She used to be in marketing and all three of us are kind of in this season of like second guessing ourselves yeah. kind of in this like weird slump of, mm -hmm. of work I'm kind of getting on the other side of it but we've been in this funk you know with COVID yeah. and stuff yeah, for a yeah. while totally. and Brooke goes how in the world are the three of us amazing humans and entrepreneurs <laughs> wondering if we should get a second job you know, like how is that even possible you know and we've all been in business in ups and downs for a long time but I feel like that's just part of oh, the entrepreneurship journey cycles cycles yeah yeah. It's like even in relationships. It's a marathon. <laughs> it's a marathon. Even life relationships. I mean, there are times that I want to Cody and there are mm -hmm. times that I love him. And, right. And they coincide with my cycle. Oh, I know. We're <laughs> all same. Oh, my God. Okay. Thank you so much for listening at With Clarity and Purpose. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. Sharing is caring. Please share with your friends and family so we can continue building an empowered community together. I'll see you next week.